WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Napier Avenue between I-94 and U.S. 31 will not be going on a road diet after all. The Berrien County Road Department had been planning to reduce the road from four travel lanes to two travel lanes with a middle turn lane as part of a reconstruction project in the next few years. But at a meeting today, the Berrien County Board of Commissioners intervened. County Administrator Brian DeSette tells us the board approved a resolution formally opposing that road diet. There is enough development occurring in that area that it had some on the board a little nervous that the lane reduction wasn't a great idea. And then with the announcement of the state's infusion of cash at the cornerstone to try and help develop the nearby site in Benton Charter Township, I think that was one of those that was kind of like the last straw. They said there's too much up in the air as far as total development. DeSette says the county last year agreed to take control of that section of Napier from the Michigan Department of Transportation upon completion of the U.S. 31 to I-94 connection. That came with $1.88 million from MDOT to reconstruct the road, which has been needing it. The set says the work has to be done in the next five years, and with the county commission's rejection of the initial plan, the road department will get to work on the new proposal. Congressman Bill Heisinger was among House Republicans to vote this week to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. While the vote failed, it was close. Heisinger tells us he believes Mayorkas should be removed from his job for a long record of failures at the southern border. They're literally called inadmissible aliens. These are people that have criminal records. He has issued a memo saying those folks cannot be detained. They are treated like anyone else who is coming and seeking asylum. That is counter to what the law says he is supposed to do. Speaking on the broader issue of border security, the Senate this week failed to advance a long-sought border package after House Speaker Mike Johnson said it was dead on arrival in the House. Heisinger says the House already passed its own border bill. H.R. 2 was passed almost a year ago. We have a House-proposed solution of how to deal with this issue. The Senate has refused, and Chuck Schumer specifically, and the White House have refused to engage with that. So that it's not like the House has been operating in a, in a vacuum here. The House has a solution. Heisinger says President Biden's being disingenuous when he complains that Congress isn't giving him the support to close the border. He tells us more than 7 million people have entered the country illegally during his administration. A new guest speaker has been announced for the Michigan Black Summit planned in Benton Harbor for next weekend. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson will kick off the event with a speech. Neighbors Organizing Against Racism Director Trenton Bowens tells us Benson will talk about voting issues. We have an important election. She's been advocating for the Michigan Voting Rights Act, and it's so much at stake. And, you know, it's not that long ago when we look at our history where African Americans and women could not have the right to vote. Benson will speak Friday, February 16th, beginning an event that will feature black leaders from throughout Michigan as well as entertainment. Owen says the Michigan Black Summit has grown quickly since it was started, putting a spotlight on Benton Harbor. It started off as a dream, and we're still in our infancy. We're still age two. So to see that it picked up across the state and hosting the Secretary of State, one of the top elected officials, it's unreal. Benson will bring her mobile Secretary of State branch office with her, which will be parked outside the Mendel Center, offering all the usual branch office services to anyone who needs them. The Michigan Black Summit will be held at Lake Michigan College next Friday and Saturday. Tickets are still available. A woman is dead and a man is hospitalized after they were found unresponsive in a parked vehicle in Hartford on Wednesday. The Hartford Police Department tells us an officer was on patrol about 8.20 a.m. when he noticed a car parked at the Hartford Recreational Baseball Field, something that was unusual for that time of day. Sergeant Phil Lucas says he approached the running vehicle and saw a dog in the front and a man and woman in the back seat. 
None reacted when he knocked. Lucas called for backup, and officers broke the window of the vehicle. The 19-year-old woman was deceased while the 20-year-old man was taken to Bronson Hospital and then to a hospital in Grand Rapids. There were two dogs in the vehicle, and both died. Police believe carbon monoxide may be the cause. The man has since regained consciousness. Lucas says the couple were known to police, but not for criminal reasons. It's believed they were homeless. The incident remains under investigation. Indiana-Michigan Power will be doing some aerial tree trimming in southwest Michigan next week. Spokesperson Tracy Warner tells us a helicopter from Kewitt Corp. will be out and about scanning the tree line. So what will people see? What they very well may see is, is a helicopter with a aerial saw, which is pretty long, underneath it. And they use the saw to trim trees. INM proactively trims trees. The, actually, the number one cause of power outages is trees and vegetation. And so the best way to help prevent that is to trim those trees before they cause a problem. Warner says the tree trimming starts Tuesday and will continue through Friday. It'll be between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. each day in the townships of Hartford, Coloma, and Benton. The trimming will follow a large transmission line that runs through those areas all the way to Lake Michigan. Warner says IADM always lets the community know before it does the trimming so no one sees it and becomes concerned. Governor Gretchen Whitmer appeared before the Michigan House and Senate lawmakers in Lansing this week to lay out her fiscal year 2025 budget plan. The proposed budget, totaling $80.7 billion, includes many of the pillars the governor outlined in her State of the State address last month. They include delivering on what she has called the Michigan Guarantee. I'm proposing that we offer every single high school graduate the chance to earn an associate's degree or skills training at a community college tuition free. This would be a transformational opportunity for our students, helping them save more than $4,000 a year and giving them a path to a better paying, high skill job in a career that they love. Among the proposed $80 billion budget is nearly $19 billion for the state's school aid fund and $14 billion for the general fund. Typically, lawmakers hope to sign off on a new budget plan each year in June or July. And the Super Bowl is coming, to, up, coming up this Sunday as the Kansas City Chiefs face off against the San Francisco 49ers. Aside from the game, a lot of us will be watching the commercials. Western Michigan University marketing instructor Greg Gerfin says companies are already releasing teasers and trailers for their ads. We're going to see a lot of celebrities, a lot of athletes, a lot of characters from shows that show up in these commercials. It's tried and true because um, they're safe. Um, people know them. They like to see them. There's an element sometimes of nostalgia. Gerfin says Budweiser is bringing back the Clydesdales in their commercial this year. With all the focus on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, he says he won't be surprised if there is a commercial with them. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. Special Counsel Robert Hoare will not charge President Biden for his handling of classified documents while out of office as a private citizen, despite finding evidence that Biden, quote, willfully retained materials. ABC's Karen Travers has the latest from the special counsel's final report issued today. The special counsel's report says that among the materials kept by President Biden when he was out of office were handwritten notes related to the highly classified President's Daily Brief and other meetings with the National Security Council used for reference material in his 2017 memoir. The report says Mr. Biden was further found to have shared some of the classified information with the ghostwriter of that memoir. In a recorded conversation, Mr. Biden is allegedly heard saying he had, quote, just found all the classified stuff downstairs. But the special counsel said that such a 
statement would still prove insufficient to prove Mr. Biden guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Ukraine's president replaced his top general in a shakeup aimed at reigniting momentum in the deadlocked war with Russia, which is grinding into its third year as the country grapples with shortages of ammunition and personnel and struggles to maintain support from the West. Vladimir Zelensky appointed a Thursday, the commander of Ukraine's ground forces to lead the army. Zelensky praised the service of his outgoing commander-in-chief, a military leader popular with troops and the general public. Ukraine's struggles with ammunition and personnel come on the heels of a failed counteroffensive last summer. The Senate has passed a key procedural vote on funding for Israel and Ukraine, but it still needs to pass a general vote expected next week. More from ABC's Jay O'Brien. Motion upon reconsideration is agreed to. A foreign aid package, including assistance for Israel and Ukraine, passing a key procedural vote in the Senate Thursday. This bill is essential for our national security. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer there. This, after similar legislation that also included immigration reform, flamed out on the Senate floor after Republican opposition. But some Republicans still calling for hardline immigration policies to be included in this package. Our border is a bigger national security threat to us uh, in the short term than Ukraine. Jay O'Brien, ABC News, Washington. Israeli airstrikes have killed more than a dozen people overnight, hours after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejected a Hamas ceasefire terms and vowed to expand the offensive into the southern Gaza town. More than half of Gaza's population has fled to Rafah on the mostly sealed border with Egypt. It's also the main entry point for humanitarian aid. Egypt has warned any ground operation there or mass displacement across the border would undermine its four-decade-old peace treaty with Israel. Residents at the scene of one of the strikes early today used their cell phone flashlights as they dug through the rubble with pickaxes in their bare hands. The Supreme Court appears poised to strike down the ruling that Donald Trump should be kept off the ballot in Colorado because he violated the 14th Amendment's disqualification clause. Or maybe she's Stephen Portnoy. Why should a single state? Liberal Justice Elena Kagan said she worried about a single state deciding who's eligible to be president. It's a point that was echoed by the court's conservatives. If Colorado Chief Justice John Roberts said he's concerned about a tit-for-tat if Colorado's ruling stands. Surely there will be disqualification proceedings on the other side. Why would Justice Katanji Brown Jackson said she was troubled that Donald Trump's former office isn't specifically mentioned in the 14th Amendment. The president is not there. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. The Federal Communications Commission is outlawing robocalls that contain voices generated by artificial intelligence. The decision sends a clear message that exploiting the technology to scam people and mislead voters will not be tolerated. And today's unanimous ruling targets robocalls made with AI voice cloning tools under the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. That 1991 law restricts junk calls that use artificial and pre-recorded voice messages. The FCC's announcement comes as New Hampshire authorities are advancing their investigation into AI-generated robocalls that mimicked President Joe Biden's voice to discourage people from voting last month. Experts familiar with AI said the FCC's decision was a step forward, but it won't entirely fix the technology's potential threat to elections. The Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee held a hearing today with a panel of pharmaceutical CEOs. They included from Johnson & Johnson, Merck, and Bristol-Myers Squibb to testify on cost of prescription drugs. In his opening remarks, uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb CEO Chris Borner explained some of those costs paid by U.S. patients actually expand access to treatments for more Americans than other nations with lower costs are unable to achieve. The United States has built a health care system that prioritizes patient and physician choice as well as the broad and rapid availability of cutting-edge medicines. This is in stark contrast to many systems outside of the United States, which, while they may deliver lower prices, carry an often overlooked trade-off. 
that patients often wait longer for new medicines that are sometimes never approved or reimbursed. Members of the committee were skeptical. Some conservatives on cable news or on social media have been speculating that Taylor Swift is part of an elaborate plot to help Democrats win the November election. But many voters just see that talk as noise to tune out. Many Republican voters interviewed in recent days by the Associated Press were far more ambivalent about the pop star than some personalities on TV have made it seem. Some Republican strategists think the focus on Swift could hurt the party. One strategist says that, quote, people just want to like Taylor Swift. They want to be able to watch football and listen to her music and not consider the political implications. And Americans' credit card balances are at an all-time high. More of maybe he's Derek Dennis. Consumer credit card debt climbing to a record high of $1.13 trillion. That's according to data released by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. The staggering figure was up $50 billion in the fourth quarter of 2023 alone, a nearly 5% jump from the previous quarter. And analysts say the number of Americans who are late making their credit card payments is also ticking up, with borrowers in their 30s missing their payments at especially fast rates. Researchers say higher credit card debt shows the strength on many household budgets. Derek Dennis, ABC News. 